2: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club Podcast. This is Chris and I'm doing a quick intro to uh, let you know that this episode is a little bit different. We're not going to have the banter and the three of us are not uh, doing a before and after on the episode like we normally would because it's a continuation of the conversation that was started in last week's episode. So if you haven't yet, Please go and check out the uh, first part of this conversation because you will not want to miss it. Tony has an incredible story and he uh, we just gave him free reign to share as long as he wanted and could uh, about his working with his mother with dementia and Alzheimer's as well as uh, how he is uh, using dietary, dietary changes to help and support the health and really honestly the prosperity of his wife who has uh, legit brain damage, and so just a really great guy, and uh, the conversation has been really, really great. So uh, sit back, relax. If you heard last week's episode, then you are probably chomping at the bits to get through the rest of this. So I'll let you do it. Wow, so much, uh, and and we've been we've been commenting in our in our group chat that we have between the three of us hosts that this is just such good information, but the story behind it is, I hope, extremely impactful on a lot of people because uh, for those people who are looking down the barrel or currently in a a, a caretaking situation for someone who has a neurodegenerative condition like Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, or brain damage, what you're saying is that there's hope that it doesn't have to get the worst of the I, worst.
1: I think we can avoid a great deal of it if, if the difference between mm-hmm. mom and dad is just diet. Because I've got their medical yeah. records. I looked at them. Going into this, they were eating the same thing. Their 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 health records were identical. Um, and, and you could chalk it up to, you know, oh, it's just one person. We're all different. Or you can chalk it up to or look at it from that. I, you know, I think if we... I think if, you've, if you're there now, if you've got the diagnosis of early-onset mm-hmm. dementia, Alzheimer's, or a mm-hmm. diagnosis of Alzheimer's dementia, you're already 10 to 20 years into the disease. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's like growing a leg back after an amputation. I don't think we're going to be able to resolve that. The quality no. of their life as we chaperone through them through that disease, that, uh, that can be the greatest gift we can give them. And for the rest of us, because I, I, you know, I sat in that house with my parents as I grew up and I, you know, bad eating habits are not genetic. That's something you learn. And I spent 40 years of my life eating a lot of garbage. And it's, it it matters. Uh, You know, I look at it, Mm -hmm. I'm more than likely if I am, if I'm lucky, I could dodge this bullet. But I, I engage it from the perspective that, okay, I have a finite amount of time. Because I was not forty when I became obese and and was running, you know, uh, uh, an A one C in the in the mid sixes, uh, and you know I I have the signs and symptoms of insulin resistance. That's my fight. That's what I'm doing right now is is fighting my insulin resistance. And it's wonderful when you wake up in the morning, you go go to the bathroom, you look in the mirror, and it's like, hey, one more skin tag has fallen off. I'm doing something right. Um, that's that's what I care about. That's what I'm fighting. Uh, but I look at it as I have a finite amount of time because both of my parents went this way. I spent 40 years doing the same thing they were doing. I I I need to get every th- my ducks in a row. I need to take care of my wife. And then I will, in the process, take care of myself. But if I can't, yeah. okay, I, I can live with that. I'm setting something, a foundation for my path through it to be better. And if we could just, like the guys who are in their twenties, early thirties, even some of the guys who are in, in their forties and didn't get pudgy until then, or or you know, type two diabetic or insulin resistant until then, yeah, I think we can. I think we can push this back. I'm optimistic um, at pushing yeah. it back. But but even, oh man, there's just so much to talk about. The the, the concept of neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and epigenetics, just changing environments to a a better place to live, and and the way the brain can can remap a pathway for for the brain to function. Watching that in my wife is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just I think there's hope. I'm optimistic. Um, I think I think right now what we need to focus on is a taking care of ourselves, obviously, but creating a foundation for those of our our seniors. Who are going to go into this uh, without making changes to their diets. And not, not making those healthy changes. Or, or even if they are, that it's just too late. And the brain has already shrunk from Alzheimer's. has already shrunk from dementia. Um, I mean, I didn't even touch on the fact that, that a lot of what they're finding is that this is a glucose uptake issue. And the brain just can't metabolize glucose. It's, tr- um, it's tr- trying. Um, I think that's why you see a lot of people get happy. When you feed them ice cream, that's more of a hormonal response. The body's going, yay, glucose, I can use this. But the brain simply can't use it, and it doesn't know that. So it keeps trying to push it. Amy Berger talked about this at Ketocon, not this year but the year before, about how the brain, when they do autopsies on the brain, it's swimming in glucose, but it just can't use it. And that's <laughs> that's really where the ketones come in, our, our our ketogenic diet is, is so helpful with that. I think it matters. And I think it can, can give them a better quality of end of life where they're not afraid and scared all the time and, and emotionally destroyed by what's going on around them. I, th- I just – I think it can help.
0: So, Tony, hearing all of this and everything, um, there was a movie that came out in the 1990s called Lorenzo's Oil. I don't know if you've ever heard of this or not. Um, Back in the day when this came out, um, I actually worked at a video store and uh, met a gentleman whose son had the disease that was referenced in this film. It was called, uh, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia, adrenoleukodystrophy, and the idea behind it, it was a neurological disorder that ultimately um, there was a, they, they discovered that a long chain fatty acid would help to um, basically pause the decline of their son in this, in this movie. And this is based on a true story. Um, and Many years later, in 2003, my dad had a heart transplant, and one of the complications he had um, was neuropathy. And the um, idea behind it was actually to do, I think it was just good old extra virgin olive oil to help with that as well. So there is more to this than... Even what you're talking about, I think, in terms of the science behind it, of how these things, these foods and everything interact, not just for what is around our gut, but how it affects our minds and our mental capacity Mm -hmm. more than most people, I think, realize. So I am so amazed and inspired by what you have done for your mom and your wife and for many others and talking about using social media as a tool in these groups and everything to find these different alternatives that can be beneficial for these loved ones. I mean, it's just, I'm just, I'm just amazed taking all of this in over the last, uh, hour or so. What's what you have been through and discovered and everything.
1: Uh, speaking to the neuropathy, when we started out, my mom was in the same place with peripheral neuropathy Um, the doctor would take one of the, uh, prick, uh, little stab pokey things for type two diabetes glucose testing and he would prick from her finger up to where she could finally feel it. He would get to her, uh, that her, basically her elbow pit and, uh, the side of her leg just on the outside of her knee before she could feel it. The last time we had one of those tests, probably a year and a half, two years ago, uh, they pricked her finger, you know, they start at the tip of your middle finger. She pulled her hand away and said, ow.
2: Wow. That, that's not supposed to be possible. Yeah. Neuropathy yeah. is irreversible um, stepped, in, under tripetitional She stepped on a thought.
1: piece of cat litter. Uh, a couple of days ago. And she's like, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. And stops in the middle of the hallway, the middle of the (laughs) night, and and she rubs her foot on the floor, and this little piece of cat litter goes scooting across the floor, and she takes a couple little, you know, kind of marching steps. She goes, okay. And then we just walk back to her bedroom, and and go through the process. Like, she could feel that. My wife and I almost (laughs) fell over on the floor watching it happen. And it's not the first time we've seen it. Uh, I, I mean, it's just... It's amazing, and, and, and you know the body. There's so much the body can heal that we just write off as old age, or you can't do that. There are some things I can't heal. I can't. I can't make her eyes better. I can't get her eyes better from the mm-hmm. the 40 years as a type two diabetic. Her her vision is wrecked. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't get mm-hmm. her, her bladder better. Oh God, that's horrible. I can't get her bladder better. Um, that's uh, you got to understand that my inner voice. Uh, is a is a southern version of Cole Robbins. Uh, Robinson out of out of Canada the snake guy snake diet guy uh, I I worked, you don't <laughs> understand how hard I work to be really good about not dropping f bombs and such but the, oh the, the, oh god the bladder there is just nothing you can do about it but find a great diaper <laughs> and and uh, you know we we schedule around that I can't fix that. But she has no more signs or symptoms of fatty liver disease. We've seen that with guys who have lost huge quantities of weight that had non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And and guys are constantly <clears throat> talking about – women too. But, but in our group, guys are talking about that constantly. Like, like yeah, I don't have any signs or symptoms of this or this or that. Like it's amazing what the body can heal. And, and another side effect of this is that mom's on a blood thinner. If you know somebody who's in their 80s on a blood thinner – if you look at them real hard, they will bruise. My mom will bruise very lightly, and then it's gone within a couple of days. At most a couple of days. Um, she just doesn't keep the bruises that she has, and they heal super quickly. And, and I think a large part of that is she is metabolically healthy. And the body isn't fighting everything else. So it can take mm-hmm. care of itself the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, It's just, it really is just so
2: much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so me being adopted, I actually don't deal with the, the thought that, okay, I'm going to get this from my, my grandpa and my, my, and that side of my family, but my grandfather and my, my grandmother had, uh, I'm not sure if, if you'd call it, uh, late on or early onset, because honestly she was up there in, in her seventies or eighties, I think at that point, um, when she she had dementia and my grandfather developed dementia and, and eventually Alzheimer's, uh, eventually my mom became the caretaker for both of them. And so I, I don't, I don't feel, Fear getting it because well I'm not biological but I, you know I, I definitely want to be cautious in general but for my mom I am concerned because she's now in her 70s and I'm you know in my you know late 30s and uh, you know it, it, the, the time will come that there's things that are going to potentially happen. And so I have actually talked to my mom about the benefits of a ketogenic diet and how it can be helpful to uh, guard against uh, neurological things. And she tries, she's not very good at it, but she tries. Um, Grandpa's passed quite a while ago at this point and, and whatnot and seeing him uh, go downhill. I, I, I can totally um appreciate the amount of work that you have had to be had had to go through being your mother's caretaker uh seeing that in what my mom had to deal with the few times that i had to kind of stop in the middle of my day whatever was going on uh even if it was calling out from work and run to my to my parents house and pick my grandfather up off the floor after a fall um all of these things, I, I, I saw that, you know, degeneration. It was just, it was, uh, it was tough to see. And so I'm, I'm thankful that I actually did get to be close to him during the, that last period of time. mom finally moved him up to Kansas City when, um, which, which is where I was located at the time uh, during that last couple of years, uh, because Grandma passed away and he no longer recognized where home was. So similar to your mom, yeah. where you had the freedom to move where you needed to as soon as you know there was there wasn't a, a an acknowledgement of this is home. So it was very similar in, in that. And so he moved up, uh, up up to Kansas City from Oklahoma. And, and so I was able to see and, and and be around and get to help where I could. And we had lunch every week at least and all of that. Yeah. So I wish I knew the things that I know now and seeing – I'll call it the testimony that you've made of the work that you're the, – the, the good work that, that you're seeing in your mom and her health um, – I wish I'd known that back then because I could have tried to be an agent of change to improve that. All of that to say, what if you could concisely say uh, like one or two tips that you wish you knew um, going into, this whole situation as a caretaker, uh, you know, pa- past or potentially future, uh, you know, wh- what, do you, what would you tell yourself before your mom had this come up? What would you tell yourself, uh, now that you know everything that you know, before your dad came down with Alzheimer's?
1: Um, Oh man, that's a, that's an entire set of encyclopedias. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I've, I've played this out of my head a couple of times because this is technically the third Alzheimer's patient in my home. My grandfather was the first that I was around as a kid. Mm -hmm. My dad with mom and me kind of helping out with that. And then now mom, Um, I I tell you what, uh, some things are unavoidable, uh, you know, as -hmm. as you see with your mom trying to to get them to kind of, you know, I I think – if you could just get them into a low carb metabolic state where they're getting healthy and they see the gains, uh, one of the one of the first things I, I give friends to help them kind of wrap their head around this is the Drinking Man's Diet. Uh, it's like twelve dollars on on Amazon, and it's the you know it's from the nineteen sixties, and it's a low carbohydrate diet and you don't have to drink if you don 't want to, but it it, it lays the gr- the groundwork for how to how to kind of get a lot of these things under control and it, and if you could just do that first step, the things that follow after that, I think they they will i 've seen in my friends that that i 've kind of helped along with this it helps them kind of move that needle towards keto. Or paleo, or even after those two, carnivore. If they feel that that's right for them, um, and and I think that helps a great deal. And it's it's not intimidating. The whole book's the size of a, a Galaxy Note eight. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a it's a teeny tiny little book, but that. It's, it's written in just such a, uh, a friend talking to you kind of manner that it makes it easy to digest. It's not intimidating. It's not crushing you with science. And I think that helps. Um, and, you know, this gets into the. I, I don't think you can find a caregiver. Uh, I, I know you can, I've seen them. But, but for a lot of us, uh, you know, I, I'm the bad cop. Um, because it's six two and two hundred and forty five to two hundred and fifty pounds. I fill a doorway. So if we need Mom to, hey, you need to focus and get your get your shit together. Oh, excuse me, get get everything, get it all wired. Um, you know, I'm the bad cop. Mel gets to be the good cop. Mel was always her favorite, anyways. But Mel, <laughs> Mel gets to be the good cop, um, and uh, I carry a lot of. When you're trying to figure out where they are in the disease to engage with them, it is so hard day to day. And at the beginning when we were not ketogenic and trying to engage with mom, um, if you've ever seen Greeks interact as a family with their children and their their parents, you'll understand the kind of – just watch my big fat Greek wedding. How they interact where they yell at each other and and everybody loves Mm -hmm. each other but they yell at each other. When those moments happen and you look back at them, you're like, I misunderstood what she was doing. And I should have encouraged that because it would have made her life better. Um, you know, it was just for me, for instance, it was mom. And we had been talking about maybe going back to Denver um, and uh, taking mom with us. And mom got excited and she pulled out an atlas and wanted to go because mom loved Denver. She and dad went to Denver. Um, that's where Dad proposed to her, and so she wanted to you know make a list of things to do when she was in denver and we got into an argument about it because I didn't understand what she her thought process was, and she couldn't communicate to me. I mean we're talking eight and a half years ago, eight years ago now, and I still carry that guilt um, and it's it's just just watch, just observe, be patient, and watch. Um, there's, at the beginning, it's so overwhelming. It's just so overwhelming because you, you always start out at a deficit trying to learn. Uh, one of the things that they do is they purge things they don't recognize. Um, and my mom purged Mm -hmm. all of her medical records. Um, I was, I was a year, year and a half into taking care of mom. And I get this call from a doctor. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Mary's, uh, I'm Mary's, uh, Cancer doctor, we haven't heard from her in a while. I'm like, whoa, 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 cancer? Well, yeah, she has a, who is this? And I explain, and I I said, hold on, let me fax you all the paperwork. So I fax over all of the power of attorney and medical power of attorney to them. And he calls me back the next day, and he goes, okay. Uh, And he lays it out. Mom, which is not uncommon for women mom's age, has a (laughs) low-grade leukemia. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we take her in. Um, and we start monitoring it. He's like, I'm not upset by this. It looks good. Um, at the two and a half year mark, three year mark, he's like, yeah, her numbers keep going down from what they you know, from the bad range to the good range. Uh, she's doing great. Uh, I'll see you guys in another year. And every year it just mm-hmm. gets better and better. Um, but that it was stuff like that that was catching me off guard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my mom suffered from rosacea. Uh, All of her life, all Mm -hmm. my life, she was on all kinds of medication for rosacea, creams, you name it. She was on it.
2: Steroids out the wazoo for that type of thing usually.
1: And uh, she was also suffering from cataracts and other vision problems because of the type Mm -hmm. 2 diabetes. And Mm -hmm. the right hand wasn't talking to the left hand. And uh, they were giving her cortical, cortical steroids for the inflammation in her eye. And the whole time that inflammation was rosacea that had, had progressed into her eye. Um, so oh, we, we were aggravating that for over a year until, again, her, uh, her dermatologist calls and says, Hey, I haven't seen Mary in a while. How's she doing? Who is this? Facts all the paperwork over. We get the whole conversation. We go in the next day. And it's just like, oh, her rosacea is out of control. Okay, let's do this, this, and this to get it under control. We're going to put her on an antibiotic. Uh, to try and clear this up, and within a week it was gone. And mm. now uh, I actually wind up taking uh, the antibiotics that we have at the house back to the, doc- uh, to the pharmacy every year for them to dispose of. I have it if I need it. I never need it, and I, I wind up disposing of it every year. Uh, mm. Because, again, the diet, um, she just doesn't have outbreaks And and, uh, you know, when we when we deviate, (laughs) it is kind of cute when we deviate um, at all from the diet for any reason. uh, Every year on her birthday, mom gets a a slice of key lime pie because that's that was her favorite. Um, And I know for the next week she'll be a, a emotional cognitive wreck, so to speak. She'll just be a little snippy, but she won't be horrible. But she'll break out with zits like a 14 year old. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. She'll have, she'll have a zit on her... Mel thought she broke <laughs> her this year. Uh, about the uh, mom's birthday in April. About uh, end of the month, this zit pops up on her forehead. and she, she rubbed it off in the middle of the night. And Mel gets her up in the morning because Mel takes mornings. I take the midnight shift. And... She just freaked out. Oh my god, she's screaming for me to come in there because she's got this blood smeared all over her forehead. And then Mel's like, oh wait a minute. Hey, oh she just popped her zit, never mind. <laughs> I got a I got wow. an 84-year-old that once a year gets a couple of zits. I have a as far as that goes, that's a tough life. Um Yeah. You know? Uh but it's 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 those kind of things. The, the nitty gritty rough side of caregiving is the part nobody talks about and that's that's the other thing man that's what i i would tell myself it's it's hard it sucks um i've done horrible i've had horrible jobs i've had tough jobs uh i've i've dug ditches uh and it's you know i i i know what a, a crummy job is uh <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, this is the hardest, miserable job on earth, and I would not wish it on my worst enemy. Um, I just, like I said before, I just don't want anybody to to go like my parents. Um, I, I guess you could throw in a little bit of selfishness because I, if I had the choice to do it again, I mean, I was, I'm going to take care of my family. I'm going to take care of my mom. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, if I could take care of my dad, I would. If I could take care of my grandfather, I would. Uh, if if I could have, if I could help my sister. Uh, or my brother, I would have oh, there 's just so much um, it 's hard it 's just it's it 's the hardest thing i 've ever done uh, and and I know there 's a lot of tough dudes out there. I know there are a lot of tough dudes out there, but it 's your mom, mm-hmm. and no matter how you cut it that's that 's your mom. And and even just as a person, you respect, and and you carry the measuring stick for how much they've lost. There's days it will tear you down. Um, and uh, it just sucks. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard, and and how we do you- don't realize it. And, and one, the other thing is within our space in our community as men we don't understand just how many of us are actually caregivers right now mm-hmm. um 40, 40 to 44% uh when you dig through the Alzheimer's Association's website of familial caregivers are men caring for their spouse um That's when you wrap your head around that, you work your life for a good retirement. You work your butt off and you, you defer everything to the end of life. So you can spend your golden years with your spouse. And within the first couple of years, it's undeniable that they have Alzheimer's or dementia or dementia in general. And, uh, within caregivers amongst caregivers, uh, and, and again, this is another reason why I stopped going to caregivers group. I was in my late 30s when I started taking care of my mom. And the only other men there were were retired men who are angry that their, their retirement had been stolen by this disease. Um, and that's, man, that's hard to see. That is really hard to see. Um, yeah. And it, I can tell you this toll it takes on me. I mean, in terms of... of our group. I've been plateaued for over a year now because of the move out here and the stress. Um, I can't beat that. I just can't get around it right now. In a year or so, I mean, I stay within my lane. I try. I, I try to stay uh, as much carnivore as I can because I feel great when I'm on it. I, I like, as Alberto will tell you, uh, my favorite candy is a is a caramelized onion. Oh man, that is. <laughs> That is my favorite candy. Oh,
2: God, yeah. that's. And given the carb count, it's actually kind of
1: yeah. candy. Oh, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is candy. I have. Um, but it's also one of those things that uh, I just uh, – right now as we adjust and balance, um, the, there's, a, there's a bit of anxiety here uh, just talking to y'all. I mean I couldn't get out when I talked to Aaron at KetoCon. That my mom and dad were educators, that they were professional educators. I could not articulate that because talking mm-hmm. about what we do with mom is so – it's so out of the boundary of what anybody talks about. And and unless you're a, a, a psychiatrist like Dr. Eads or uh, a professional nutritionist with a master's degree like Amy Berger or, or Dr. Uh, Bredesen uh, who are talking about – Caring for other people with the disease. Those of us who are doing it, we don't talk about it. Uh, especially if we rule carnivore, we don't talk about it. Because it's a scary thing for us to to put our loved ones at risk of something happening to them. Um, so I carry that anxiety. I gets back to the same thing. I don't want anybody to die like my parents. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just... That little Cole Robinson voice inside of me just gets louder and louder every day um, (laughs) saying, you know, you need to do something about it. Get off your butt and do something about it. And that is not even as polite as inside inside my head Um, because it's somebody needs to talk about it because the people, the people who are pushing against this. And I talked nutrition a lot when I was in some of these groups, I would push nutrition as a foundation first. And like, hey, you need to get them healthy. you got to get them physically healthy. And, oh, you can't do it. Salt will, salt will kill them instantly. And mm. and the ketogenic diet is going to kill you. Bacon's bad for you. They're going to have a heart attack and die. And it's like, my mom eats three strips of bacon and three eggs every single morning. I, 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 I cannot get her cholesterol, her total cholesterol, any higher. And I am – I wish – I wish to to heaven I could get her cholesterol to three hundred um' we're, mm-hmm. we're, total cholesterol we're plateaued at about two forty seven and i I can't get it any higher she's pretty much hit homeostasis and I can't get it any higher and the the higher her cholesterol gets, the better her cognition gets mm. but but dietary cholesterol plays such a low uh role in 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 total cholesterol now or that we know now that i just can't get Mm -hmm. it above that i wish i could yeah but and and i'm happy with where she's at because when she was when she was below 200 with her total cholesterol um she just babbled incoherently and as we get her kind of in this stable space now where this where her cholesterol is is elevated above 200 again words are coming back she's saying things fully ambulatory strong um but yeah people are resistant and and, and again when you look at, at their profile pictures of them and their family you can see why they're they're resistant to this change because they're obese type 2 diabetics also and that just makes it even harder for them to deal with their parents because then they have to deal with their own mortality. It's like going to the hospital. Nobody likes to go visit anybody in the hospital because you're reminded of your own mortality. And, <laughs> and you're reminded of that uh, every single day when you work with an Alzheimer's patient, especially when it's a family member. Um, my wife and I joke. It's like at the end of every day, we fist bump death at the, at the door. Not today, bro. See you tomorrow. And, and every, every day we get through the day, it's a blessing. It's awesome. Um. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's so much. Just so <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um. Uh, I, I yeah.
2: You think the weight of all out your
1: ability. Really- <laughs> you guys, <are> awesome! <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> there a bunch of- <laughs> 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 Listen, listen. The only reason we're a cute couple is because of Mel. If it was just me, not even happening. Big <laughs> furry Greek dude, no hair on the head, just a beard. It's scary. Not not adorable.
2: Yeah. Well, um, we are absolutely blessed to get to have you here tonight, and your story's not over. Um, honestly, there's about a million questions uh, that I would love to ask about you specifically on your journey, um, because that's what we largely do. But we've been going now for an hour and a half. Um, uh, and half hours. for an hour and a half. Is I don't it, know. Yeah, it, it's been a while. I'll Say it that way. Uh, we, we, yeah, it's been a minute, and that we we got a slow start, which is why yeah. you know we we yeah less time recorded. But we we've, we've got it over an hour and a half of recorded wow. audio, and I don't want to take too much more of your time. Your routine um, that you have with your. Uh, with your, your mom and, 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 till and your wife, I'm, that's okay. I don't want to keep <laughs> you guys up.
1: I don't have to do anything till midnight. Midnight, we change. Bus, we go to okay. the bathroom and we change. So I don't have to do anything till midnight. This is my yeah. time.
0: Okay. I'm on East Coast time, so that's one o'clock for me. I'm old. We can't be hanging. Yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Um, but. We'll just probably plan on having you on again and talking about uh, recent uh, developments and your story, more more about your story and your successes that you're seeing personally. You dipped into some of them, but I'd love to hear more specifics uh, about that. And, uh, you know, we, we were just talking in our, in our group chat once again that uh, we, uh, Jim has to get the KetoCon. <laughs> He's like, I am missing out on meeting all of these awesome people. And so uh, that would be, you know, I'm going to throw this out there. Again, I think this is going to come out before, uh, before the, the pricing goes up. Uh, if you can make it before the end of, of September, get your tickets to KetoCon. KetoCon, the, the pricing is at half, $150 for the three-day weekend. We uh, want to meet you. We want to hear your stories, and that's what it's all about. It's about meeting people in the ketogenic family and getting to hang out with them. Oh, and there's some science and some really cool talks that you get to hear, too. Um, <laughs> and so that's uh, that's my little plug for KetoCon, and that has nothing to do with the fact that I work with the Keto Evangelist team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so that being said um tony thank you so much for coming um dear, uh, jim Aberto, do you have any other parting shots
1: before i cut him completely There's... uh just one last yeah if you that Uh, hang on, uh, the reason why White Christmas is still on Netflix, is, is that the one? <laughs> so yeah. So so Alzheimer's is kind of like having a little kid, like a three or four year old. My mom's favorite mm-hmm. movie of all time right now is uh, White Christmas. We're probably the sole reason it's still on Netflix. Uh, it's a minimum of three times a week that she watches that movie. She sings along to every song and it, it's it's terrible. She's out of key. The cats will <laughs> no. near her. She is so happy singing along to White Christmas and every song in the movie. But it is literally her Frozen. It is her Moana. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. parents who are like, I don't want to watch Frozen ever again. If, uh, it's just, you turn that movie on and mom lights up like a light bulb. And it's it's you can't not be happy watching her watch White Christmas. You might want to mm-hmm. put earplugs in, but she is so happy watching that movie. Yeah,
2: that's amazing. And and I bet her uh, her vocabulary is able to hang out hang out with that movie. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, it, it, and that's the music therapy yes, thing. Absolutely, uh, tie in because music has been tied into a lot of that. You know reconnecting the dots and and if you put lyrics or if you put words to tune as a kid it helps with memory and things like that. So um I'm I'm that's really cool to see that but I'm sure that
0: it bleeds over into everything else.
2: Um so that's so so very cool. Uh Jim any parting shots no, from you? I
0: just appreciate what you said towards the end Tony about um you know kind of out of the comfort zone and everything and I've said it multiple times both in the group and on the podcast um when this group got created back in April 2017 i just i had no idea that we would get to this point this was not even in, in any imagination that i could have ever dreamed of and so to be hearing your your family story and everything and um that you feel comfortable in telling this because I know this is not easy at all. I mean, you can, you can smile and laugh and everything, but there are moments where it is, as you said, it's very tough to um, live through. And so I'm just grateful that you trust us and appreciate what the group has been able to provide um, that you're willing to share all of this because as you talked about social media and the people who are in those groups that, um, Deal with family members and different struggles and whatnot, you know this is another platform for people to get that information and um, you've made a a great contribution so i I really genuinely appreciate that
1: thank you all. i uh, I was really humbled when when Alberto said, "Hey, you can take as much time as you need i'm like oh uh, i don't know if that's a good thing <laughs> because. <laughs> I well guess- I will
0: say I have a friend that is Greek well, also, and you definitely Kind of fit in the same timeline of telling a story, so it <laughs> no, is definitely yeah.
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Our minds are a yeah. living embodiment of a Tarantino movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that is the to
2: explain That's oh, uh, and and given okay. given having seen Once a Time in Hollywood, I would agree oh, with yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that movie was um, it, it was very yeah. it was very good, but it it was this meandering little yes yes
1: yes yes no spoilers you know, you
2: know it, no, okay. no 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 it, it that it's just it's 100 percent quentin tarantino yes. it's it's absolutely quintessential in all aspects yes. and uh ends with a, a wonderful bang <laughs> and then you go what the just happened
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and about halfway to the car you realize oh wait a minute I tell you what though This is one thing I was not expecting It's not a spoiler I was Mm -mm. not expecting the length of that movie And I ran out of Dukes About halfway through that movie (laughs) Uh, Double your keto snacks.
2: Start a little too late in the evening
1: (laughs) Uh, We we had an early morning caregiver On Tuesdays and they're half price movies on Tuesdays So uh, Um. we saw the first one In the morning and uh, Yeah it's, it's like Almost end game long um, so double your, mm-hmm. do, double your dukes and bring a, a full liter of water.
2: <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming. I'm not even going to do plugs or anything. I'm going to let our outro do that. Have a wonderful night. Thank you so, thank, so much thank for being you here so
1: much for just letting me tell mom's story. Yeah, absolutely.